I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. What's your prediction? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The Monday Maniac, the One More Thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Well, happy Halloween. Delayed. Delayed. That happened, that happened over the weekend. Did you go trick-or-treating? I did not. I did not. We, uh... We were not home. We went to Disney. It was great. You got some treats, though. Very safe, social distance, masks, all that. Disney's been doing a great job with that. Uh, they're trying to recoup as much money as possible. <laughs> got some lightsabers. That was super awesome. You can check that on my Instagram. Yeah, it was a good day. What about you? It's pretty good for us. Uh, we stayed at home uh, with our kids, and we carved a jack-o'-lantern with my son, which was super fun. He was kind of into it, kind of not he would he was watching thomas the train right mm. when it got dark so Classic. i'm like oh cool this is the time i can go light the jack lantern he can see it it's gonna be a big moment i have it sitting outside the window on this table so he can just look out the back window and it's just on the back porch so i got outside light it it's kind of surprising get him to the window i pull him away from the train i was like all right look out the window look at the pumpkin he's like hmm pumpkin Choo-choo. train 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 i'm like what the freaking heck <laughs> we just did all of that for nothing. You got like one second of joy out he of it. Said, hmm, and then it was back to pumpkin. the choo-choo. But anyway, I do want to give a shout out because Hocus Pocus is literally one of my favorite any holiday movies. I <laughs> love it so, so much. And I've been on the search for the Nike air trainers that are from that movie. Because oh. I like like nostalgia stuff. And so I sent out a tweet. And I just want to give out give a shout out to John Stephen Ivey who actually wrote me back with a picture of what the actual shoes are and your boy Josh Dak who tweeted yeah. at me around the same around the same time as this other guy and said, "Hey, it's the Air Trainer Platinums 93s." And I was like, "All right." So anyway, now I'm on the hunt to try to find them on eBay or something. It's I can't find them anywhere, but I just want these shoes now. Isaac wants the Hocus Pocus. I watched Hocus Pocus for the first time and uh, I have a question. Oh no. Here we go. By the way, on today's show, we are going to get into ten. Predi- <laughs> we're going to get into a bunch of predictions. I don't know how many. We 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 were going to do ten, and then Isaac went nuts. So we'll see how we're many we do get five. to. Yeah, we, we were going to do five each, but ten oh, predictions good. about the upcoming you know month ahead of us before you know the draft, and then even into the draft. So we're going to talk about that. Today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. You'll get twenty percent off your next order with Built Bar. My hocus pocus question is this. So, The Witches, I'm sure everyone's seen it, I'm not spoiling anything. <laughs> I hadn't seen it, but The Witches get uh like put in the ground and they're in there until mm-hmm. a virgin lights the candle. So, so some kid lights the candle. Big burn on that kid, by the way. The whole movie just, <laughs> just keep bringing that up to him. And then basically like the Darren Ravel of <laughs> <laughs> They come back after 300 years in the ground. And which, by the way, the timeline doesn't really work. Like, who was there? I guess, like, the pilgrims were there. <laughs> Get out of here. Keep going. <laughs> and then they come out and they freak out when they see a, a cement concrete road 
They're like, what oh, is oh, this? this is my favorite part. That's your favorite part. You, you, we were texting during it because you and I literally started the movie at the same time without t- without telling each other. It's this hive I'm mind. I'm not kidding. Nick sent me a text <laughs> and said, watching this movie first time because he knows how much I like it. And I literally just pushed play on mine. So anyway, cool We're moment. watching it literally the same time. This hive mind podcast thing that we have is just so strange sometimes. But uh, they freak out with this road. And one of the witches goes, what is this black river? And then... Then finally, Sarah Jessica Parker jumps onto it and is like, she doesn't die, and they freak out, and she's jumping up and down on the road. Okay, so they don't know what a road is. Then later in the movie, that lead witch lady is flying by with this kid driving a car, and she goes, she says, makes some kind of remark about her driving permits and resisting arrest. How does she know about the complex <laughs> issue of resisting arrest? And also knows about driving permits, but she doesn't know what a road is. Like... Just stop trying to add things up. Now I'm going to watch Avatar and try to pick out the flaws in Avatar. You can't. It's impossible. There are none. It's impossible. Well, the Great Divide, that's the only uh, one. Not impossible. The NBA pushed back the deadline, and we hyped up this deadline so much last week, leading up to Friday, October 30th. It wasn't just us. No, well, I'm just saying. Everyone if you listen to this pod, you're probably an, you're probably an everyday listener. If you're listening to this, and we talked about this deadline a lot on Friday because yeah. everyone in the world was hyping this deadline up that it was going to give us a time frame of what to work with over the next you know month or so. Now they've pushed it back to the sixth, so uh, that gives you to Friday again. So here we are. We're going to do this again every day this week until we get more news on this new agreement. Hopefully that's coming by Friday. Yeah, we have no info. We we don't know what's what's going on. We don't know. Basically, we're trying to figure out when the NBA is starting, the salary cap, all that kind of stuff, when trades can commence, those kind of things we're kind of all waiting on. So The only things that we do know, the draft is happening on November 18th. That's that is it. 1,000% happening. Yeah. And outside of that, the biggest hurdle of what we've seen is that the NBA wants to start on the whole timeline we've talked on the December you know twenty second starting back up and all this stuff, and the in the players want to start in January. So it looks like they have to find some common ground on that. NBA saying we're going to lose a ton of money if we wait until January to Half start. Half a billion. The, player, the players want the time and want the extra time and a break until January. So it'll be curious to see where they land before Friday. I would like to know which players, like which players that are non-Lakers, non-Heat, like are there any that are opposed to this? That's what I want to know. What representation is going on right now? Anyway. All right. Let's get into some actual fun basketball talk. We're done with Hocus Pocus stuff. I'll put a, I'm actually going to put a thing so people can skip ahead because I know people get annoyed. Some, some people get annoyed when we talk about stuff like that that's random. All right. Give me your first prediction. Crazy prediction. Any prediction that you think will happen between now and the draft? Okay, well, most... Oh, yeah, well, now and the draft. Will happen. I made my prediction for the next month of November. So okay. I'm assuming that the draft will happen and the beginning of free agency will happen. Yeah. So I have 13 predictions. But <laughs> I will say the Clippers let Montrez Harrell walk and trade one of Lou or Beverly. Whoa, both things. So they so they have the core three, right? That they've been there the longest. They they were in yeah. the Chris Paul trade, the you know, Montrez Harrell, uh Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams. So so Montrez Harrell is just gonna walk and then yeah. one of the other two guards is gonna be traded in some way. Interesting. That's what I think. Yeah. I think I think somebody comes and pays Harrell 
not what we thought he would make before the bubble, yeah. but let's just say 12 a year, 14 years, somewhere through there. Somebody pays him that, and you know the Hawks, the Hornets, whoever it is, and then they look at the market and they trade a Patrick Beverly or they trade Lou Will. They call up Dallas and say, hey, will you take Lou Will into your MLE for the 18th pick? Something like that. So, yeah. I think one of those three will be back on the Clippers next year. Interesting. So that they break that up, and in that way, that's how they kind of shake up the roster. Instead of doing a whole thing yeah. where they, you know, they shake it up just a little bit on the on the periphery. Interesting. If, if you had to guess, Beverly or Lou Williams, which one you think they would rather trade more? Probably Lou, right? Uh, yeah, I'd say Lou. Yeah, I think if they're trying to clear up money, it's Beverly because yeah. now all of a sudden, is he worth? The you know thirteen fourteen million a year over the next two or three years, um, I don't, yeah. Well, let's see. I think they'd prefer Lou Will though, just because age. Yeah. Well, Beverly got played off the floor against the Mavericks, so that's true. That's our little secret though. He was hurt, quote unquote. But that's our little secret that he got played off the floor. All right, here's one of mine. Hmm. Actually, I'm going to tell you one of mine about the draft. Player that's projected to go high in the draft will not go high in the draft. Talk about that guy coming up. But before we do, Built Bar is absolutely the best bar. The Sanderson sisters love Built Bar because they're soft, they're easy to chew on their crazy witch teeth. Uh, they have incredible flavors that they love. And, uh, you know, they're health conscious. So they don't have to worry about their figure because they really don't like getting called ugly. Uh, they're great for skin, I think. They are covered in 100% chocolate. And uh, they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for a keto diet. Built Bar. Go get them. Go try them out if you haven't. If you have already, go ahead and re-up. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. Go to BuiltBar.com. Again, that promo code is LOCKEDON. That's one word for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris. Let me give you one of my predictions for the month of November. Lonzo Ball's brother. LiAngelo's younger brother. Hmm. Mellow Ball will fall out of the top five in the draft. He's fallen. He's getting out of the top five. Now, this might not be such a crazy prediction right now because it seems like he's losing some steam. And this is kind of where mine comes from. Uh, Kevin O'Connor, other people have mentioned that LaMelo Ball is not doing really well in interviews. Shocker. (laughs) You know, I'm not, not really shocked about that. Even though he's probably had the most media attention and the most media, you know, exposure of any of these guys in the draft. But... It's it's interesting to see that you know he's losing some steam here in the draft, and I don't I don't see him falling out of mock draft so much. But I think that a couple of these teams are going to talk themselves out of him, and once a couple of them talk themselves out of him, then where does he fall? I mean, he goes through the top three, and then you get to you know you get to like you know are the the Cavs at five? Are they going to be really interested in, in taking him? They have two guards that already need the ball in their hands. Do they want somebody that's maybe not going to want to be there? Is LeVar Ball going to try to steer him away from Cleveland? Right? <laughs> you know, it just really depends on what what's going on there. Chicago, do they want to deal with that? Plus, you know, Zach Levine, new you know, new regime there in Chicago. Then you're like Detroit. Is he going to want to? Is- I, don't, I don't think he goes past Detroit though. Probably not. I mean, Atlanta. I don't. I can't imagine Atlanta. You know, pulling that no. you know thread right there. But then Detroit at seven. I don't know. Like it could be, it could be a Cleveland yeah. thing where, where all of a sudden they're like, man, this kid really, you know, according to him and his dad, he does really, he really does not want to play in Detroit. <laughs> so why would we draft somebody yeah. that's just not going to want to be here? Maybe they go that route, and then he ends up with the Knicks, you know. But I just think he's going to fall out. 
I could see it. My only pushback on it is just this, the top of this draft. It, yeah, it's kind of the reason why it could happen and why it can't happen. And I could totally see the case of taking Halliburton over him. I just think the the potential of Lamelo. I think you could look back on it and, and say, man, this this dude can run it, run the show, have fun with it. He can bring in fans. Uh, yeah, I I think wherever he goes, I think fans will be intrigued by him. Right? I mean. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fans and then, but if there's going to be fans, there's when there ever is going to be fans. Okay, but yeah, the other thing is, eventually his talent is going to override the headache, right? Whatever kind of headache that these teams are thinking that they're going to get. I'm not saying that there is one. I don't know enough, but whatever these teams think that headache there's there's going to be, eventually his talent will outweigh that because, like, who's going to take you know are people taking a Koru over him or a Kungwu? You know, are they taking you know Halliburton maybe uh, like. Obi Toppin, you take an Obi Toppin instead of LaMelo Ball. If you're a team that really needs a bunch of, of talent right now, probably not. Um, so we'll see. Um, but that's that's mine with LaMelo Ball. Okay, I'll stick I'll just stick with the draft and just draft picks and I'll lump both of my my draft ones together on this cuz I have I only have two draft ones. And I'll put this together. Whoever the top 2 picks are will not play a single game for the Wolves or the Warriors. Ooh, I think I think both the picks get dealt. Whether I'm saying that I said it in the way I said it because I think it, it could either be agreed upon and then it happens after the draft. I I think I think Minnesota takes the first pick and says I want to go get somebody that can help you know win with Russell and Towns right now. I don't want to take it Edwards or somebody that's going to take some time. And obviously, we know everything about the Warriors. So that that's my one. My other, my other draft one is I've said this kind of before, but I'll take it a step further. I think Aaron Neesmith is a top ten pick. Ooh, Aaron Neesmith. Well, see, he's kind of floating around there in some mock drafts, so that wouldn't be super surprising. But the see, t- I haven't seen him anywhere past like I've seen him at like thirteen or fourteen. I haven't seen him anywhere close to ten or above. Yeah, and I think I think he goes somewhere seven to ten. On draft night. Interesting. So Pistons, Knicks, Wizards, Suns. One of those teams will take him. The Suns kind of already did that with Cam Johnson, but you can see some of these other teams doing that. Interesting with the top two picks. The, the Timberwolves do have some stuff to trade, right? They have that James Johnson contract, the number one pick. They have, you know, some future picks that they could deal, but they're also missing that, you know, that pick that they have next year. The the Warriors have control of that one's kind of that's kind of tough one. That, and then that's and then the they're young Minnesota. And then their young players well, are not can, super. They can move back. Their young players are not super interesting in Jarrett Culver and Kogi is, you know, he's a good player, but he's not somebody you'd, you know, be super interested in as like a potential guy, you know? Yeah. And they can move back like Boston did and pick up, you know, another draft pick. Like they can move back three of, you know, a couple spots. Let's say, let's say they move back to Charlotte, you know, and say, all right, well, give us your pick next year since our pick next year is going to Golden State. They can move back a few spots, gain their pick back, and still get a guy that's good and allow Charlotte or somebody else to move up for LaMelo or Wiseman or whoever. All right, I have a Mavericks one, draft-related. We're sticking with the draft prediction. Let's go. Mavericks trade up for our guy, Sadiq Bay. Ooh. This is one where I it's like it's it. kind of fan service, right? It's not like it's not like Star Wars sequel fan service kind of thing, but it's I think that Sadiq Bay is the type of guy the Mavericks could really talk themselves into. And if they're really serious about it, you we've seen Donnie Nelson 
Luka Doncic, you know, the biggest example of this, go up to get somebody that they want, right? They really hone in on somebody, and this is a guy that we know that could really, really be huge for them. Guy that, you know, great three-point shooter, great defender, uh, you know, everybody that you know has talked about him seems that seems to think he won't be there at 18 so if the Mavericks get that intel and think that he's not going to be there at 18 they could package their picks or maybe a player in a pick if you know Delon Wright and somebody could go somewhere up to one of these top teams that need um you know a backup point guard or somebody and uh the Mavericks could trade up so I, that's what I'm in for I'm in for some kind of trade up for Sadiq Bay I'm calling it I'm all about it. I would love it. Um, you know, Brad Townsend reported that they're looking to move up into the lottery if possible. Yep. Uh, we talked about that on the pod the other day. Now, the natural package is how far can 31 with 18 get you up the draft board? I don't I don't think it's getting you to like, you know, it's, it's not like something gets you to 10 or something like that. But could it get you, you know, look at some of these teams. Like, you're not going to move up to Boston spot because Boston has a million picks. They're trying to consolidate their picks. So you got to try to find a team that's saying, all right, we'll move back a few slots so we can net that first, you know, one of those first picks in the second round. You look at a team like, like New Orleans. Would New Orleans move back five spots from 13 to 18 in order to get a second round pick? I don't know. It depends. Like if they're going to try to transition, if they're going to like maybe trade your holiday or something like that and like, hey, we're not going to make the playoffs for the next couple of years. We're going to build this core, whatever it is. I could see them getting that extra pick in there. So that's, I don't think it gets you into the hot, like the back end of the lottery, maybe, but I think it's more likely you're looking at a couple of spots. If Sadiq Bay is sitting there at 15 with Orlando or Portland Ooh. at 16, and you think, you know, Minnesota or at 17 or whoever's going to take him, would you give up that pick to move up three spots to get Sadiq Bay, whoever it is? I could see that. Yeah, because it doesn't matter to me what spot you go to. Even if you're going up two spots, you know, you, you thought you may have had to do that to get up to 10. Spur, the Spurs and the Kings are two teams that I'm really interested in as trade up targets if you're saying 18 and 31. Those teams seem like prime candidates to say, all right, we're going to add as much talent as possible. You know, we have some, some kind of build around type pieces. Um, Spurs don't really have them as much as like the Kings have Fox, but they, you know, you could see those teams wanting a couple of bites at the apple instead of just, you know, their 11 or 12, by the way, how far up would you want to trade in this draft? We're, I think we're going to do trade up targets and things for the draft next, you know, this week, but how far would you even want to? I mean, I guess you could, you could get like Halliburton or Koru, but I, I'm not trying to trade up to get like Obi Toppin or even Anthony Edwards. <laughs> I don't know if I want to trade well, up for yeah, those guys. I, I don't know if you could. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you could get up that high unless you're going to take on some big salary or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I, I think here's the thing: is if you trade up to that San Antonio sack, let's just say you trade up anywhere from ten to you know thirteen, you're locking yourself into one of those wings. Whether it's yeah. Devin Vassell still you know is there, whether Okoro drops. Uh, it gives you you know guaranteed shot you hope at Sadiq Bay or Aaron Neesmith, something like that if you're high on one of those guys so that's the thing if you move up you're locking yourself into one of those top tier wings and that's what we think Dallas should be focusing on i'll i'll leave it on the Mavericks for me it's a little open ended and not an exact player but i think between now and the start of free agency the Mavericks trade a player one player and somebody a player, um, whether that is, and I know I'm like leaving it open in on that. <laughs> I get that, but um, whether it's attaching Delon Wright 
to a deal, you know, on draft night, and it's either moving up or moving down, whether it's attaching Justin Jackson to that deal, whether it's part of a bigger deal and Tim Hardaway's involved and they land, you know, a bigger name and they use that expiring contract after he opts in before the draft. Um, I don't know. I think they make they trade some type of player that's under contract before free agency. This is like our board bets when we would do over under half a trade between now and <laughs> the yeah. end of November. You'd say over. <laughs> Interesting. All right, coming up, we've got a bunch more predictions. We're going to fly through some of these rapid fire style. Hopefully I've taught Isaac how to do rapid fire style by the time that uh, we get to this. So coming up, we'll get into some more. I have a player, a surprise player. I think we'll go in the top 10 in this draft and then a trade that's not Mavericks related mm. that I think will shore up a title contender. Talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into some more of our uh, rapid-fire predictions here. All right, my my top 10 player that is not a top 10 player right now that someone will talk themselves into, this happens every single year. Some random player that nobody expected goes into the top 10. Remember one year with Thon Maker? He was supposed to go yeah. like 17 or, or 25 or something, and he just shoots up to 10. I think it's Poku. I think it's Lexus Poe Skevsky. Uh, I think that's really? a, I think that's the guy that jumps up. I think someone's going to talk themselves into it. They're going to see the Porzingis type thing. They're going to see you know all these guys. You know the only bigs that can really make it in the NBA are these multi you know like functional guys that can dribble and they can shoot and they can do all the stuff and he can do all those things. So somebody is going to talk themselves into him. That's my crazy prediction. I could see that. Especially, like I could see Boston taking him at fourteen, just because they have so many picks. Yeah, I said I top ten, them. but yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. This draft could be crazy. My two guys I think is going to go higher is higher than most boards. It's Aaron Neesmith and Jade McDaniel's. I think mm. I think I could see Jade McDaniel's going like lottery, and some people have him as a second round pick. That could so. that could be the guy that that goes up like top fifteen that we didn't expect too. Yeah, because he's uh, he's one of those guys you could really really talk yourself into if you like squint hard enough. <laughs> yes, for sure. Although I haven't landed on my like who's my next Donovan Mitchell. I know you I always have one I haven't of those. Landed. I know I always do. And Lonnie Walker was my guy. Uh, he didn't pan out as much as Donovan Mitchell did, but I got I'll land on it before the before the draft. I'll land on the guy for sure. Um, okay, I'm gonna. I'm going to say the Blazers trade for a air quote third star. I think this is their time. I think they go and get somebody. Now I I say third star. It doesn't have to be a Bradley build type. It can be a Gordon Hayward. It can be like a guy who is clearly their third best player. If Mm, that makes sense. I know Nurkic is like their guy right now, but I'm talking about like a wing. I should, I should clarify that a wing, a guy who can play on the perimeter as their third guy. So, I don't know what that looks like. I just know if I'm Portland, I don't know if I can just roll the same team back again. I think they have to switch up some. I don't think I think they're just I think they're just good enough to where they say we're not going to break up CJ and Dame just yet, even though they probably should to get a, like a CJ for a wing, but I I don't I think they go and get a third piece. I think running it back because they're just good enough is Portland's like that's their jam. That's their motto. <laughs> I think they're cool with that. I think they're totally okay and fine with that. Uh, all right, another prediction of mine. This one's not so good. 
I think Giannis just signs the extension and then we're all just sad. Boring. I, I think he does, nah. though. I think he sees all this talk, and I think he does. I think he sees what Kevin Durant went through, and I think he doesn't want to deal with it. And I think that he'll show some loyalty to the Bucks, and he'll just resign, like sort of out of like, uh, sort of out of spite for all the talk, but sort of almost sort of out of like, oh, I'm going to prove you guys wrong because you all said that, you know. Basically, everyone's saying now that he can't win there, right? And I think that yeah. Giannis takes that personally, right? He takes a lot of things personally to where he, you know, not like Michael Jordan would take things personally. He made stuff up to take it personal. But I think that he would he would, uh, he'd take that personal and he would, uh, you know, re-sign there. So that's that's my thought. We'd be really, really sad. It would be a sad, dark day on Lockdown Maps, but I think that might Should happen. we do an emergency pod if he signs anything? 100%. 1,000% we'll, we'll do that. Emergency pod, Giannis signs this instant. What do we do? Uh, we would do a funeral. We would do a, a mock funeral for the the hopes that Ma- the Mavericks would sign Giannis. That's what we would do. Do we just do a whole segment at that point, just bashing him? You can't shoot. <laughs> we would call it... Uh, Tip Cato didn't want you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we would call the segment Sound Bites You Can Take for uh, <laughs> for the next 10 years. You can My take out of context. Y- my thing with Giannis is I don't know if it's going to happen over the next month. I want to see. I think if I'm him, I'm waiting to see how, what the team does spending wise. I want to. I want the. I want the owners to put the money, put their mouths where the money, whatever it's called. Um, money <laughs> to put their the bucks is. where their bucks are. There you go. <laughs> I want to see him like because you know they're telling him everything to make him happy right now. I want to. If I'm him, Always. I want to. I want to see if they're actually going to spend. Yeah, but you're not him, and I'm. And one of my, part of my prediction is that he doesn't care about any of that, and is really just going to resign just so everyone will shut up about him leaving. Okay, I could see that. Um, I've mentioned this on the pod before, but I think a sneaky Chris Paul landing spot that nobody is talking about is the Chicago Bulls. Ooh, and that's like the Suns I, one, but East. <laughs> yeah, I think Chicago makes a move for him, and they. They do it with the expiring contract of Otto Porter, the non-guaranteed deal of Thad Young, both uh, you know expiring contracts. If they have to throw in a second-round pick, whatever it is, they're not giving up the fifth pick in that deal. You're not no. getting Chris Paul that. But Billy Donovan just took over Chicago. If he wanted to be in a re- rebuilding situation, he probably wouldn't have left OKC. So they at least had to like tell him we want we want to move forward as a franchise in Chicago instead of backwards, and. If I'm him, I'm going to get a vet like Chris Paul that I know that I coached last year and saying, hey, come in, run the offense for Markinen, Wendell Carter, Kobe White, play with Levine, and let's shoot for an eight seed. Let's actually try to play winning basketball. So I I think Chris Paul is a Chicago Bull. Play with Levine, and Chris Paul says, do I have to? <laughs> what if it was He's part like of the Chris, deal? Chris, you making $40 million. What if a trade for Chris Paul was part of the deal? There's like some backward, some back backdoor, Ooh. like – we will trade Chris Paul if Billy Donovan signs with you, blah, 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 something like that. Interesting. Maybe. All right, my 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 big trade that I think that could happen, this is the one I'm calling. Indiana Pacers, Oladipo apparently wants to leave. They don't want to sign him. Oladipo traded to the Nets for a package with Karis LeVert. I'm calling Ooh. that one. I'm calling that one. They get their defender. They get a guy, and uh, he wants to go be a star, so go be a star with those two guys. And then uh, Karis LeVert gets to go back to the Pacers and kind of run some stuff with Malcolm Brogdon there. I feel like if they trade for Oladipo, everybody's just going to love to bash on him. 
and say, like, ah, oh, ha, ha, they like, mm-hmm. because they'll, where if it's Drew Holiday, they're like, smart move. Oh, yeah. No, see, I think it'll be the opposite. Then all of a sudden, people will be like, oh, man, the Nets are so goaded. The Nets, you know, it's not fair, blah, blah, blah. Kevin Durant did it again, where now he's with this super team. Uh, I think it's going to yeah. be that. I think it's going to be an overcorrection. Even though people are real down on Oladipo right now, I think that that's the way it's going to go. See, I left the Nets alone. I left the Nets alone. I left Giannis alone as far as my predictions. But I can't I leave the Nets alone. I love the Nets. I'm so interested in the Nets. They're just a content king. They're, <laughs> they're, they are the pick for hard knocks for NBA if that ever came to be. Yeah. Well, Clippers. No. Still, no. you wouldn't? Nash, D'Antoni, Amari. Yeah. That- Amari just be sitting in his wine baths. <laughs> you know Kyrie's Kyrie. doing the wine bath thing at least once. Yes. <laughs> Um, what else do I want to say? Uh, did the Mavericks one? I had another one. It's like Chris Paul and Mello end up with the Knicks, but obviously said Mello <laughs> goes to, um, let me, I'll say this. I think the Atlanta Hawks trade for a former all-star. Ooh, some former all-star, some former all-star. Is it Gordon Somebody Hayward? Like, uh, has Hayward been an all-star? I don't know. Has he? Yeah. Okay, he was in the somebody West. like a Gordon Hayward, somebody like a DeMar DeRozan, somebody like a LaMarcus Aldridge, um, some former all-star out there that they can get on a fairly decent deal, but it's something, it doesn't handicap them moving forward, but it's something that, hey, we can make our team better, put him in a starting unit, play with Trey, and we have, because, yeah, everything you read or hear about them is they want to do play better, so, or be a better team. Gordon Hayward, one-time all-star. 2017. Okay, so that counts. I guess. Do you have another one? Because I battled really long and hard with Denver and Michael Porter Jr. I literally wrote it down and said, Denver trades Michael Porter Jr. And then I just went back and looked at the ages one more time. And I saw that Jokic is just 24. And I saw that Murray's just 22. And Porter's 21. And my whole thing behind it was, they go they they trade him now because of the whole weird relationship. It seemed like he had a weird relationship with Mike Malone and just playing and his comments one and of those all shots. Stuff. It's like, all right, his value is his intrigue is super high. Go and capitalize on that right now. And I still think I would trade him if it was the right like Brad Bill. If you could get Brad Bill, I would trade Michael Porter Jr. I would do it. Because I think then it puts the Nuggets in title contention with anybody else. But am I giving up Michael Porter Jr. for Drew Holiday? I'm not. I'm not for sure, just because of age and the contract situation. So, yeah, I'll say they still hold on. I, I can't go that far. I think they still hold on to it. Uh, the number two offender for let's just run everything back because it's going really well right now is the Denver Nuggets. So it is the Denver Nuggets? Yeah, yeah. I think that they're they'll uh, they'll keep that together because the other Did thing you have a Philly. The thing you have to think about with with them is that. They picked Porter Jr. and they they bet on him and they've been talking him up all year and they've been you know they're the ones that have believed the hype you know we believe the hype on Mavericks players more so than anybody else you got to imagine that Nuggets they believe the hype on you know yeah. their own players more so than anyone else they might think Porter Jr. is like the next Durant you know that's true you didn't have a Philly one I did not okay because yeah I mean we've talked about Harden so I just don't. I don't think that actually happened, so I'm not making this prediction. The only one I put on Philly was Maury finds a way to trade Al Horford or Tobias Harris. Ooh, he some way, way to trade yeah. one of them. So I don't know how, but I think one of them's gone. I have a question. Do you think Elton Brand had to move offices, or do you think that they built a bigger office so Daryl Morey could, could go into it? How did that work? 
The, are we sure Maury even has an office? They probably just said work from home, bro. Maury has a Segway that he just drives around the, the complex <laughs> with three screens connected to it. Like this, there's a desk. It's basically a stand-up desk with a Segway so he can just like drive around and talk to people. Like, oh, there goes Daryl. <laughs> there he goes. All right, there's our crazy predictions. Let us know what you think. Tell us how we're wrong. Uh, I'm sure that you will agree with that, some of them, and I'm sure that everyone's excited about Sadiq Bay coming to the Mavericks, getting traded up for. So there you go. We'll be back with more draft stuff this week, more talk, and hopefully we'll find out when the NBA starts. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Boom. May I read for you? Okay, I need you to be open-minded about everyone living and deceased. Okay, I see an M or J person. Do you have somebody, family, that is a J or an M? Yes, you do. Duh. Duh. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay, Is it a J or M? M. M, is it a male or female M, I don't know. Female. Is it spelled M A? Yeah. R? Yeah. Like Mary? Yeah. Is that your mom? As my daughter. Or your, your oh, it's your daughter. Was your there? daughter's okay, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, I mean, well, what, I don't know what she's living. How do you explain you failing miserably here to predict well, the drop? Well, that's my fault.